Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. All right, everybody, we want to welcome you. This is the Global Watch International Call. It is August 26, 2022, 5 p.m. Jerusalem time, and this hour is Shabbat, our favorite hour of the week. And today's Shabbat is led by the world-renowned Susan Rao, pinch hitting for Uli Novakova. <laughs> and uh, so let us open up. Let us have Tia from the UK. Why don't you open us up in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you so much, Father God, that you are the Lord of the Shabbat. And we thank you, Lord, that through that we can now come and enter into your rest that you have promised. And we take that gift, we take that present up today again in you to stop, to wind down, to seek you, to meet with you, to be with you. Thank you, Father God, for the fellowship that we can have here today. And Father God, we bless you for what you're about to do in this hour ahead. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you, Lord, that you allowed us to know you, Father God, that you drew us in the first place, that you, you've given us everything we have, everything we are. We thank you, Lord, and we thank you that we can know that everything was made through you and by you and for you. And thank you, Lord, that you made us for yourself. So here we are. We come before you, Father God, the Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Father. Glory be to you. Amen. Amen. Yep. Here we are, Lord. We come to you. So good. All right. So, Susan, do you have a worship song you want to start us off with? Yeah, I have a worship song, but even better than that, I have a scripture, God's word, which is okay. above his name, out of 1 John 5.11. And it says here, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. And today, I will be honest, we're pitch hitting for Uli, but I felt like the Lord said, no, the story is in you not you, me, but all of you, that it's time to share the testimony of Jesus. And Revelation 12, 11 goes on to say, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. And all of us have been in very tough spots in the warfare, but you know what? Our testimony is growing through that, and God's testimony is growing through that. And in that there is life, huh? not in the problems that we face. There's life in the testimony of our overcoming it. And so I want to just play this song to get us in the space. And uh, I'm going to say to everyone, get activated because we want to hear your testimony. It doesn't have to be long. If there's something that happened to you this week or way back when you first came to know the Lord, that's part of your story. And we heard about that in Heron Hoot that we need to 
build upon the story of each one of us. We're just going to not put any program to this, but have listening ears on and activate in our hearts, okay? So here's the sound of the song. My testimony. Amen. A lot of energy in that. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that grace has rewritten all of our stories. It's good. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yep. Thank God. By our confessions, we are healed. Fred, monkey see, monkey do. We'll give a little testimony from our week. Tuesday. Was it Tuesday, Fred? I went out to the garage to get something, and I noticed a little drip coming out from underneath my car. And didn't think anything of it. Waited. I went out there again later in the day and I looked and it was like, there's really something dripping out from underneath my car. And I looked at it and I thought, oh, this looks a little bit like oil. And so Fred looked at it and I go, yeah, I think we better get this in. <clears throat> so I called and they could actually get me into the dealership where we have it done. And it's, it has 183,000 miles in it. And so it, it's not a new car, but it was very workable. And so on my way over to the car dealership, all of a sudden, all the lights start flashing and overheat, overheat <laughs> alarms went on my car. And I thought, oh my God, <laughs> it was the most stressful drive of my life ever. And I thought, I called Fred, what do I do? What do I do? It's 106 degrees outside. That's 40 plus degrees in the centigrade scale. And he said, if it starts smoking, pull over. <laughs> so I just, God, just get me there. Get me there. Just please get me there. <laughs> I was, I did get there. God, it was supernatural that God got me to the dealership to get this thing looked at. And I got there and the whole thing blew open. And it's, you have got to be kidding me. This was like living on the edge. And we had just come back from an amazing weekend with our boys from San Francisco the day before. What if that thing had blown on the way back from San Francisco? It was like, this would have been a horrible situation to be in. We are thanking God that we got to the dealership and the car didn't blow up. <laughs> on the road. But I just, I am thanking God because it was his divine protection for us. It's not the best situation in the world that we feel joyful about that we have to look for a different car, but <clears throat> I'm just thankful that we're safe and okay. So that's a big deal. There's no reason why that thing could, wouldn't have blown open the day before on our way home, except for God. Amen. Thank you, dear, for taking the hit on that drive to uh, save my blood pressure a little bit. So Well, it's healing me being able to talk about it because it was so stressful. <laughs> oh. All right, let's move on quickly. We don't want to linger on this story, but we are thankful that God has us the grace that we weren't in the middle of some cornfield <laughs> engine blowing up on our way back from San Francisco. All right, go ahead, Doris. Just a small testimony. This week, it was, I think, yesterday, I read the Bible, had my time with God, and suddenly it came to my mind, go to the piano and play a special song and sing it and send it to a friend. 
So I did this. And the song contains my hope and my choice, Christ in him I trust. So I did this and then a few hours later, it came back that it was comforting and the person cried at, in the WhatsApp. She is leader of a company and she has so much trouble at this time, at this moment, then it was so comforting for her and then comforting for me. Wow. Wow, that's a great testimony. That's beautiful. Yes. Thank you for hearing from the Lord. It's exciting when you hear from the Lord and you know that then there's results that it is meaningful to people. That's so good. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. All right. Let's have a few more testimonies. Go ahead and raise your hand and let's hear it. What did God do in your life this week? Yes. Daniel Asian. Wow. Hey, everyone. Good morning. My son Boaz is just walking down the stairs right as I said that. You say hi, Boaz. Hi. Hi, Boaz. Boaz is not always a morning person, but. <laughs> so I'm going to cheat my testimonies from two and a half weeks ago when my little baby girl Capri was born. She's right here with us. Oh. <laughs> and I'll share just a little story. And that is with our fourth child, Ahava. My, my wife's always used midwives and the midwives have often given Esty, some kind of a concoction that helps get things going, especially when they be, be, they're overdue. And with Ahava, my wife, she drank this special concoction that's been around forever and instantly went into labor within 24 hours, had the baby on her due date. So we expected the same thing with our daughter Capri, but that's just not what happened. And labor did not kick in and we were overdue. And there were two dads, one with six kids and one with five, or no, one with four. And they both said the same thing when they saw Esty and I walking around town trying to get things going. And they said, are you, I don't know exactly how it was, but basically bottom line, they, says, are you relaxed? Are you at peace? Like sometimes stress can hinder you from entering into labor. Are you able to relax? And we had my in-laws here, and we have four kids, five, four, two, and one, and two were still nursing and were pregnant. So it's like, how do you relax when there's a lot of, and you're super pregnant? So anyways, Sunday came around two and a half weeks ago, and we were trying everything to get labor going. We're like 10 days past two. And I just felt, I think I need to go to church. And I was really late, but I still, I took my boys and the family with six kids said, offered to take the boys to play I actually asked them and so they end up taking all three of my big boys and then I come home and uh send my in-laws somewhere and it's a moment it was peaceful and quiet at home my wife entered labor it was a three-hour labor which was like a total record Boaz was 21 hours for comparison and yeah it was an awesome delivery and now we got a beautiful little baby girl right here oh she is so, beautiful we're so grateful for her and my wife still needs to recover fully because this little girl loves to nurse all night and sleep all day, which is not very compatible with living. But <laughs> anyways, that's my little testimony. That's awesome. Great. That's what, great. What's her name? Capri? Capri. Yeah, her name is Capri Bloom. Welcome, Capri. Welcome to the world. Yeah. 
That's you've great. got awesome parents. <laughs> Miracle of life. Yes. Yeah. Say hi to Esty and give her our love and say, you guys can slow down a little bit. We know that you're pro-life, <laughs> but now that you have five and they're all under seven. Um, they're all under six. Boaz is five. He's my oldest. <laughs> okay. All under six. All right. Enough said. Yeah, we are desperately praying and looking at Christian schools for the four and five-year-old because we realized it's, we might need some help yes. uh, this coming semester. So that was not part of our plan. We were planning to homeschool, but we're realizing that maybe there's a different plan. So yeah, may God give you. Yeah, yes. thank you. Yeah. All right. Let us move on to Vic and Diane and Roberta. So th this is as much a confession as it is testimony. We've been talking about warring from rest, haven't we? Some of you will know that our prayer house was robbed just before Herrenhut and we lost a lot of kit. So I have to confess that preparing for Herrenhut, I was not at rest. I was not at peace. I was really worried about what might happen when we were absent for two weeks because we were away for 15 days there. And a young man who has been helping us, a young Christian who's only like a year and a half old as a Christian, offered to come and stay at the prayer house for the entire two weeks so there would be somebody there. And wow. this was a generous offer, but he'd only just graduated from university. He'd only just started his first job. I think he was like two months into his first job, mother. And we said, you, you can't get two weeks holiday this soon after starting your job. So it's okay, thank you for the offer, but it won't work for you and your career. So anyway, the Friday before we were due to set up for Herrenhut on the Monday, he contacted me and said, when am I coming to pick up the keys for the prayer house? So he came over and he said, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay there. So I said, great, did you manage to get two weeks leave? He said, no, I resigned. We were flabbergasted and he said that Family is more important than work, than your wow. job. Wow. So there was God's provision. I, we were able to come to Herrenhut and I was at peace for the whole time. Really enjoyed our time there. And while we were there, he saw off two strangers who came on the land. We don't know what their intention was, but he got them off the land and everything was in perfect order when we came back. So praise God for his amazing family. Amen. Wow. Wow. That's a great testimony. Thank you. Awesome. And we just say that there aren't going to be any more strangers on the land. There's not going to be that, that the only people on the land are going to be angels that are warring angels that are protecting you and keeping you invisible to the enemy in Jesus name. Yep. All right. Dahlia. Okay. I just want to praise the Lord. When I was at Hernhood, I got two prophecies from the servants there that lived there. One of them, he came over and sat by me and said, I'd receive a gift, a mantle. And I can tell you, I've got two outreaches this week, and I want to praise the Lord for the outreaches. I really appreciate it after COVID where we had this period where you couldn't even go out. And like one Saturday, one with the house of prayer, Sunday afternoon after church, you just have to be thankful for that. But I have also noticed I don't even have to do anything. It's like, people are just coming to me. It's so I, it's just, I'm just thankful. I'm just really thankful 
for be able to share the good news. This is why I went to Hernet with mostly really wanted to see people come to the Lord. I want to be able to touch, lay hands on people for healing as Mark in the, the end of Mark, Mark, is it Mark 15 or 16? The, as the Lord says in his name. And so I just want to thank the Lord for that. I do believe, you know, and I'm thankful for this group, the prayer that just goes up now, you know, how God brought from COVID. Now we get international prayer. It's just so amazing. He brought good out of that, didn't he? It's just so wonderful. And I'm so thankful for my church. That's so on fire. Last week we heard of, a, there was a woman that does folk all day at our church and she has a ministry with widows and builds like houses for them and toilets and chicken coops. And it's just, I just hear these things that God is doing. It's just so incredible. And I'm just so thankful, so very thankful for these end times that we have so many brothers and sisters to bless us and to listen to their testimonies. <laughs> Praise the Lord. This is beautiful. Thank you, Sue and Dr. So Fred, for this time. That's great, Dahlia. We just declare that you are in a new season, sister, and a, se a season of great fruitfulness and great productivity. And uh, like you were noticing, you're not even going to have to go out and to outreach that people are going to come to you. And we just declare that you're going to have not only a supernatural sensitivity to their spirits, but you're going to know what their heart is so that you can know how to minister to them in the presence and the power of the Lord. And uh, you're going to have many incredible testimonies in the days to come. We just declare that in Yeshua's name. Amen. Great. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yep. It's so good. All right. Vic and Diane again. It must be Roberta. Yes, yes. Actually, I have two, uh, two things to give thanks to God. The first is to say thanks for Vicky and Diane. I think only God can pay them back for everything they did for me, and I'm very thankful. And awesome. the second, the second thing is I was following a lady in Israel. She was looking for an abortion, and she was no. I have already two children. My husband and I we don't want, and so it's a process to bring the couple to this place that they want the baby. And praise God, finally she came to this place. So they went to make the first test with the baby and the doctor said to her, oh, look, he, he said to both of them for the couple, look how gorgeous is your baby girl. And they were very touched and the husband went out to cry because he was so touched. After one month after that, she wrote me, she said, Roberto, you know, they're finding problems with the babies. And I said, oh, Father, please, I pray your intervention. They are already in love with this baby. And I was praying. And, uh, and I said to her, first of all, let's continue to make more tests because they make a lot of mistakes with the tests. So anyway, she's already seven months. And the baby's health, the baby's hope, and glory to God. So I'm very thankful for the people that have prayed for her and for the, and for the baby that I, is still, still alive and perfect and in uh, glory to God. Because another thing they said to you that uh, she will give birth before a seven months. And she's across. She passed it already seven months. So glory to God. Wow. That's so great, Roberta. And we just, you are, you are so anointed for that work. And uh, what you do and the fact that you stay with the women, even after they have their babies, is really just speaks volumes and thank you for that testimony 
And we just declare that over you, that you are going to have an amazing time in, in Brazil and reconnect with people there and that the Lord will show you exactly where he wants you for the days ahead. And we're just so grateful to have you be a part of our watch and grateful for Vic and Diane. Yeah. So you need to look after Vic and Diane now that you're not looking after the babies. It's good. I think they need the help, especially Vic. He needs probably a couple of women to, to keep him in line. It's all good. All right. Let us go to the world-renowned Shirley Momberg. The meek Shirley Momberg, I might add. Meek like a war horse. Like, <laughs> all good. Like a war horse. It was so, it's so good. I had a major decision to make, and as in major decision to make. And I said to the Lord, you've got to speak to me aloud. Now, some of my testimony of when I had major decision to make about traveling across the state and also marrying a man, you, some of you understand why that was so critical that I heard from God because I'm, my mistakes before and disobedience, long story short, is the Lord said to me, but surely you have matured because the confirmation didn't come. And I thought I'm going to get three prophetic words like I did the last time. Nothing. The Lord said, Shirley, you have matured. And so don't expect my confirmation to come through the mouths of other people. Look for my confirmation in me. Whoa. <laughs> and within such a short time, all these things just started happening. And I'm not going to go in into the detail of it, but how God confirmed something when I was expecting him again to talk in a certain way. He spoke in, in, in other ways, but it was God. And that was confirmed over and over. And then when we went to Hurenhut, some of you know the story about how hard it was for me to get a visa with our lovely South African passports. There was so much abuse and there's, it was one of the most frustrating, but where people actually treat you so badly and Anyway, some of you about my testimony there. I applied for another visa because of some other thing that I'm doing and my visa got approved within 25 minutes. I submitted it and within 25 minutes, the visa came back and they said approved. And so that is just, <laughs> that is just God. And he just does the impossible, amen. That's so exciting. God clearly wanted you in parenthood, and that's so good. Thank you for that. All right, Katya. Hi, everyone. I think most of you heard that I've spent a month and a half in the south on the border with the Ukraine. There were so many testimonies that I don't even know which one to share. But it was really amazing to see we were working with refugees, and I really I have seen things like this only in the revival of the 90s, 1990s in Russia. It's like when most people you speak to are open to the Lord and want Jesus. And most people, almost everyone was saying that we prayed and he saved our lives. And every one of those people had their own testimony and had many testimonies as how crossing the borders they fled into Russia, how God did this and that. And then I would ask them, spoke a lot about being born again, because many of them, they recognized that God saved their lives, but they were not there yet. They didn't have a relationship with the Lord. They were just happy that he did what they needed. And so I, I spoke a lot about Nicodemus 
Uh, he was like the hero. I'm sure he's rejoicing in heaven. He was very popular. And, and really, I wouldn't believe many people. I would say, are you sure you want this? And if you'd seen their eyes, they were like, they pull everything out of you, the Holy Spirit, the gospel, everything. Yes, yes, we want this. And um, one time, I remember I was even in a taxi and the whole atmosphere in the city is very different because there's so many refugees and also there's openness to the Lord. So the taxi driver was someone who came to Russia in 2014, a long time ago, when the war just started, because it was in 2014 in the eastern Ukraine that everything started then. So he lived there for years, and he was still very open and just was about to get out of the taxi. And I thought, I need to, to say something about Jesus. I didn't even want to at that moment. I was tired or I was thinking about something else I needed to do. And I just shared like briefly a couple of minutes and then I was about to leave the car. I opened the door and he says, please remind me again, what should I do? I should ask, open my heart and accept Jesus into my heart. And then, and before that, I need to repent of my sins. And I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, he's kidding me. He's just joking. And I said, and then I gave him, I had a little father's letter with me, like a letter from Father God. And I, when I left the car, I asked my teammates, do you think he's serious? I really didn't believe it. At first, it was hard to believe that there's so many open people. And it just blows my mind. And it's such a window of opportunity in history. Because when things settle down and people are more comfortable in their lives, I hope they're still hungry for God. But sometimes it's not the case. And when their lives are in danger right now, also maybe it's not the best time to share the gospel, like right then. But between then and a better life, there's this window and I'm just so grateful that God is touching their hearts. And actually, it was very hard to get them together because they're still very fearful and cautious. So three times we tried and it didn't work out. And I was amazed at the grace that I had patience. I said, okay, we'll try the fourth time. And we did all kinds of things to like a concert of creativity or whatever. But what I did, I asked the church from Rastov to come and do a prayer meeting, intercessory like warfare, real breakthrough prayer. And the team came and there were just several of us from that city and this team. 